You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 316 of Podcateers. This week, we're all back in the podcasting seat as we talk about a talented motion graphics student that went viral. Drive-ins are making a comeback this summer to help moviegoers deal with the pandemic and Killmonger himself. Michael B. Jordan is jumping on that train. Plus, we talk about arguably one of Disney Plus's biggest releases to date. That's right, this summer's blockbuster, Home on the Range. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're talking about Hamilton. Sheesh, didn't you see the title card? (laughs) If you have a favorite song from the show, let us know which one it is by joining the conversation over on Instagram, Twitter, or on Facebook. You can also leave a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 316. Before we jump in, I'd like to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you in part by the generosity of the FGP squad, our podcast fairy godparents through their support via Patreon. If you would like more information on becoming part of the FGP squad family, you can find more info at podcateers.com FGP. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we'd like to send a huge thank you for all of your continued support. So, I guess in honor of the episode number and a callback to my childhood, Podcateers316 says, you're about to listen to this episode, and that's the bottom line, because you chose to, and we appreciate you for it. So, here we go. Here is episode 316 of Podcateers. How bad is the fan in the background? Can you hear my fan? Can't even hear it. No. no. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not a huge fan. It's a fairly portable fan that's sitting on my desk right in front of my face. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. just slightly off to the side so that the microphone, you know, doesn't directly pick it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's humming in the background. I just, whew, it's been a day in the sun. Yeah. My head is boiling. The inside of my brains is mush. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it, it did finally get hot. And we've had a pretty mild year so far. But this weekend, it was like, you know what? They're going to be lighting fireworks. Let's just make it real hot and yeah. scary hot. And, I know. Um, thankfully, there weren't like a lot of fires. But man, it was like prime time for fires this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it just really (laughs) depends on the area that you're living in, because I did see people posting on Twitter that there was a handful of fire alerts coming Mm -hmm. up on their phone. So they were posting, you know, the uh, screenshots on Twitter. But um, yeah, it did just flip on, dude. It was like, oh, you want summer? Here you go. Yeah, here you go. That's it. You you were complaining about how not hot it was. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now that's where we are. Um, I don't know about out where you guys are, but all day we've still been listening to fireworks go off. Uh, it's I don't know about you, but it felt like a strange Independence Day. It oh, didn't for seem sure. like mm-hmm. previous years. Like it it had this weird aura to it. And 
uh, I still, you know, support our veterans and I support, you know, what they do. We have a lot of family members that are currently serving or have served in the armed forces. And I'm very thankful for what they've done for our country and for me to be able to sit here and babble like this. You know, it's part of our yeah. freedom. Right. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think just with everything that's going on, damn, was it weird. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's a weird year you know and, and as soon as we kind of think well things are going to slowly get back to normal now then they don't right and so yeah everything about this year and i mean the further we get into this year the more likely it is seeming like it's going to all roll into next year too like you know fourth of july is just the first big holiday i mean we got Halloween coming up. What's that going to be like? What's Thanksgiving, right. Christmas going to be like? It's just a weird freaking year. And you're right. It just everything feels uh, off because it's unsettled, you know, and I agree. And I think a lot of people are just on edge or, um, you know, fearful, but also, you know, playing it safe and sheltering but i don't know it was it was weird it seemed like everybody in the world in my neck of the woods was out and about and blowing things up last night oh yeah that was the case here i had to go to the grocery store for a couple of items yesterday and it's so weird because our city has an ordinance for no fireworks and yet everywhere i look people were just like in the middle of the street (laughs) that's kind of how can I say this? <laughs> the the citizens of Anaheim prove that we are good. <laughs> we we heard it all. I heard it all. I'm pretty sure there was a good amount of big boxes. Oh yeah, that were blowing up because ooh, my walls shook. But yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I mean, at a certain point, it was weird not hearing Disney's. That's what it was. That's true, too. That's true, too. But I mean, at a certain point, it it's unenforceable. You know, that's true. We're far more people shooting off fireworks than there are police in L.A. and Orange County. You know, like they can't they just can't enforce it. Yeah, that's true. I've seen like in previous years where we get together at somebody's house and in the distance you see all these things just going off and you think mm-hmm. to yourself man there's no way they went to a stand and bought that like that's come on now mm-hmm. and then yeah. three <laughs> seconds later you hear the helicopter coming by searching for where it came from <laughs> and <laughs> up until let's see i want to say it was just about three thirty in the morning last night mm-hmm. oh, um when the sounds began to dissipate around here Mm-hmm. And the only reason I know that is because uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't. I wanted to watch Hamilton, you know, and I, we're going to talk about that later in the episode because hot damn. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I wanted to watch Hamilton and I couldn't watch it on Friday. So I watched it yesterday and I like I, I started watching it really late because I was working on stuff and then I waited for the kids to go to bed and everything so I can enjoy it. And I started watching it just about midnight. So it was almost three o'clock in the morning when I was finally done with it. And by the time I got ready for bed and everything, that's when I started hearing the sounds, you know, to begin to linger. And finally mm-hmm. they were just gone after after a while. But, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. 
I, I almost <laughs> want to fast forward to the end of the episode so we could talk about it. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, Fourth of July, man, it it happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sure did. <laughs> it happened, and like you said, uh, the other holidays coming up later this year are certainly going to be strange. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, Halloween, man, that's one of those holidays where people walk around getting up close to other people and begging for candy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what's going to, I don't know. Maybe they're going to stand with a slingshot at their door <laughs> and they're going to tell people, hold up your bag or hold up your tub and just whoop, pew, like with a slingshot. <laughs> it's like, watch your eyes. <laughs> We're just going to slide them through tubes, <laughs> just drones. <laughs> you you set up pneumatic tubes at the at the corner of a block, and then every house just drops a tube in, and every child stands there for five minutes receiving something from every house. <laughs> then you just go home with all these little plastic tubes that you unpack after you disinfect them, of course. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, I didn't man. think the Halloween had already been taken out of Halloween. I think that would be the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> Pneumatic tube candy delivery. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's efficient. There it's you efficient. Go. Um, you know, the, one of the things that I'm bummed out about is this is total side note, but uh, I mean, you guys know that for a long time growing up, I was a wrestling fan, right? And then I kind mm-hmm. of went mm-hmm. away from it, and I've kind of rolled back into it in the last couple of years because of some of the cooler characters that have come out. And one of my favorite characters was Bray Wyatt and then Bray Wyatt went away and becomes the fiend and I'm thinking like oh my god this is like the coolest thing they have going for them right now because you know they want you to suspend the whole like oh this is real but it's not real but it is real but it's not real (laughs) and the fiend is the closest thing to having like the undertaker all these years later right okay the fiend wears a mask that is super scary for most kids and I Ooh. I had talked about wanting to dress up like the Fiend for Halloween. And uh, last year when I proposed it, work was like, yeah, no, you, you're, yeah, no, you're not going to do that. And then I, I thought about getting the mask anyway. And I thought about inserting like an N95 filter in it or something so that I can wear it to the store. Because I figured, look, if people see me in the Fiend mask, they're not going to want to come near me anyway. <laughs> you know, so maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the best thing I can do to stay safe. And uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was I just thought it was funny. But anyway. Uh, if you guys know what I'm talking about, then you know what the fiend looks like. And if not, just look them up. Just don't look them up when your kids are around. If your kids um, tend to get scared easily because they probably won't sleep ever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyway, uh, away from the wrestling talk and away from Halloween talk. Let's get uh, into some of the other stuff. Oh, you know what? Speaking of masking yourself and becoming other characters... Uh, If you follow us on Twitter, uh, we don't post there very often, but uh, earlier this week, I saw this tweet about a 20-year-old student named Julian Bass who is like does visual effects. And let me tell you Mm -hmm. something. One, this video is the reason I wanted to get into motion graphics and I wanted to get into 3D animation. Two, this dude's awesome. (laughs) So awesome, in fact. That Bob Iger himself 
responded to his tweet with wow. the world's gonna know your name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what? That's uh, what kind of uh, visual effects does he do? Like for film or for animation? What he ended up putting up was this little mixture of effects where first he pulls out a lightsaber, he kind of spins it around himself, he slashes the screen, and then he's got the Ben 10 watch on. He hits the watch, the little monster comes up, and he turns into the monster. And then he... I, I forget the final transition, but the final transition is he becomes Spider-Man. And then he starts shooting yeah. webs like out of his wrist, right? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that... Uh, if you read some of the comments on his tweet, he bears a very striking resemblance to Miles Morales from mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. yeah, and so yeah, people yeah. just kept saying, oh, wow, you guys should do a live action Into the Spider-Verse. You already have your Miles here. And <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it was good, dude. Nice. The transitions that are in the video are so seamless. Like, they're so clean. Huh. That's the part where I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. So is he? This kid is just amazing. Is he a student? Yeah. How old is he? Yeah. He's 20 years old. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's 20 years old. He's from Atlanta. Uh, Let me see. All right. If you haven't seen the video for this, uh, if you're not following us on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you head over to podcasters.com slash 316, you'll be able to see the video there. But let me show it to you here. Yeah, I don't twit, so I, I never saw it. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> All right, you ready? Here's the video. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't want that audio. So these oh, are his favorite I can't heroes. I hear any audio now. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So there's the Ben 10 transition. Boom, into the monster. Boom, into Spider-Man. Isn't that cool? That is awesome. Yeah. Dude, that saber looks great. Right? Mm-hmm. It's super smooth. He did a fantastic job with this. But, of course, the best part about this tweet is that right here, Mr. Bob Iger himself yeah. responded to this Damn. tweet with, the world's going to know your name. And here's wow. the deal. So many of us would love to be acknowledged by Bob Iger in any capacity. Just say Hi. Bobby, just returned my text. I mean, what did I do? I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, but I'm saying. I mean, isn't it a, a huge form of flattery when they steal all your ideas? I, True. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we've seen that before, you know. Yep. All I know is that we're missing money. We need a paycheck. And, <laughs> Bobby, what did I do? Why aren't you returning my text anymore? I'm, anyway, story for another day. <laughs> Uh, as far as Julian is concerned, again, podcasters.com slash 316 if you want to check it out. Or go to our Twitter. We retweeted it there. Uh, it's a super cool video. I'm telling you, I'm all about this. I'm happy. And if I could go back to motion graphics, like media production, like the podcast and videos and editing mm-hmm. and doing these things was like my full-time job, man, I'd be happy as one of those little clams with a bonnet. <laughs> bonnet or not, I'd just be super happy. Just watch out for uh, walruses and carpenters. The walruses right. I'm more afraid of than the carpenters. But yeah, I get what you're saying. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> just just be wary. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, you're the work you do on our videos and just even like the little birthday posts and stuff like that is always just pristine, super cool, impressive stuff. I got to feel like you Agreed. could leverage that into a revenue stream of substantialness. <clears throat> I would hope so. It hasn't yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do people know? Like, can people just hire you? I mean, they have before. I mean, I've I've filmed stuff, I've edited stuff for people before. A lot of my side money has come from helping people edit their stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's not something that I that I talk about a lot, especially considering that some of the projects that people have asked me to work on. Um, I'm not signing official NDAs or anything, but, you know, they ask me <laughs> to keep it secret and they ask right. me not to talk about it because, you know, they want to pitch it or something. And, you know, I help them out with stuff here and there. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, I've talked about this before. If I could do some kind of media production full time, I would be happy. And mm-hmm. that's not saying that I'm not happy. I love the organization that I work for, but if I could do this other stuff full time, maybe for them, who knows? I'm going to stop talking about this now. <laughs> no, I mean, we can all relate, right? Because all three of us yeah. want to do what we like doing as our careers. You know, oh, yeah. the, the things that we dabble in on the side at night, you know, that's not our day job is the stuff we really want to be doing. Right. Correct. So we, mm-hmm. we can all relate. Word. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> so because I don't have another transition from this topic to another, and I feel like it's getting super awkward, especially for my coworkers that listen. I love all of you. I'm going to grab this can, and I'm just going to go. Ooh. Ah. That sounds refreshing. Oh, it is refreshing. Right? <laughs> In case you're wondering, I'm drinking undisclosed soda at the moment <laughs> because we're open for sponsorships. <laughs> when I open up a can of undisclosed drink, and I drink from this cold, frosty can. <sighs> I get the feeling that my head is not pounding from walking around in the sun all day in the heat that was just turned on automatically from one day to the next because there was going to be fireworks and the smell of sulfur all day. So when you're looking for a cold, refreshing drink, make sure you open up a can of undisclosed soda drink as well. That's my go-to. That's right. Available now (laughs) for sponsorships. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Hey, so I don't know if we talked about this off the podcast, but uh, remember we had mentioned that AMC was having some trouble and they were talking about opening theaters and they don't know what was going to happen. I read Mm -hmm. an article this week that I thought was pretty interesting and kind of cool because it's a piece of Americana that in a way we've kind of lost to time drive-ins yeah nice drive-ins are gonna be making a comeback this summer and you'll never guess who's bringing them back um elon musk that would maybe make sense (laughs) but no good answer no (laughs) jeff bezos walmart (laughs) what what yeah (laughs) okay yes wasn't amazon gonna buy amc yeah, so there was t- – I don't know if that's still happening, um, but 
you know, if if it does, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with movie theater. Well, AMC at least, because there's a lot of other movie theater mm-hmm. franchises uh, throughout the U.S. But AMC is definitely one of the largest ones, and they were one of the ones that was struggling the most, especially after their whole universal thing. It's like we're not going to play your movies anymore. Wah. Uh But this whole driving thing, you know, here in Southern California. I know that drive-ins were super big for a really long time. Uh, there are still maybe three or four within a reasonable driving distance from where we are. They're still fairly active. Mm-hmm. and uh, But Walmart is converting their parking lots. I don't remember exactly how many, but uh, a handful of their parking lots are going to be converted into these drive-ins you know, throughout the summer. And I just thought that's kind of cool because the plots where these drive-ins used to exist in many places have become strip malls and housing and you name it. They're all just kind of disappearing. But the fact that now you have a fairly safe way, you know, to go watch a movie this summer uh, it's the only thing is obviously, you know, you're not going to have a full blown air conditioner unless you leave your car running the whole time, which I'm almost positive is not safe for you to do, especially for two to three hours. But I mean, if you want to watch a movie, go grab some chicken or some pizza or Chinese food. I don't know, whatever you like to eat, especially considering that now it's in your car. You can eat stuff and watch a movie on a big old screen and not have to worry about Karen being like, I'm not walking in there with a mask. I won't be able to see the movie if I'm wearing my mask. <laughs> so so they're not going to be showing new movies, though, right? Because the studios aren't going to release a movie just so it can be shown in 10 Walmart parking lots. Maybe. Hmm. It's interesting. I, I wonder how this is going to play out. And yeah. I mean, they're going to have to have their car on to some extent to because don't they tune them into a radio station now instead of like having the speaker that hangs on your car door? Tells you how long ago I've been to a drive-in theater. But uh, back in I'm the day, <laughs> back in the day, you'd pull up to your spot and there'd be a speaker that you would like pull off of a rack and it would hang on the side of your door and it would be your audio for the movie. Yes. And then at a certain point they had a local radio broadcast at the theater. And so you'd tune your car radio into that theater's radio band. Yes. And you'd listen through your car speakers. But, you know, unless you had an awesome battery, I would assume that you don't want to just run it on your battery the whole time. Right. Don't you have to leave your car running? Um, I mean, for I don't, it, I'm not a car for guy. the most know. part, like I think every car has two or three options when you turn the key and okay. one of them allows it to power the stuff inside the car without fully turning the engine. So you can mm-hmm. get power to your radio and everything while you're kind of in standby mode. Uh, you just can't do it very long. And as far as the right. AC is concerned, I'm almost positive that you can't run the AC when the car is just sitting there because... You know, it's bad for the car. Like for you, like the exhaust can get into the car. And if there's no movement, it's there's no circulation. Um, But uh, I found my notes. I opened up the file right now where I had uh, typed in a couple of my notes here. It looks like they're teaming up with Tribeca. Walmart is transforming 160 
of its store Dang. parking lots. Wow. This is a quote from The Hollywood Reporter. As quoted by a Walmart representative, they are transforming 160 of its store parking lots into contact-free drive-in movie theaters, allowing viewers to have a socially distanced big screen experience amid the coronavirus pandemic. I'm not exactly sure what films they're going to be showing, but the fact that they're teaming with Tribeca means that they're that they could have some pretty decent things showing uh, across all of those makeshift drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. don't know if Disney's going to jump on the bandwagon for something like this. However, Michael B. Jordan, also known as, and I mean, he's played a lot of amazing characters, but <laughs> my favorite role is uh, when he starred in Black Panther as mm. uh, Killmonger. And his production company, has actually teamed up with the Vineland Theater, which is a drive-in here in City of Industry, which is probably the closest one to me. Uh, And he's curating a list of films that are going to be shown at that theater between July 15th and August 26th. So on July 15th, uh, they're playing Black Panther and Creed. The 29th, they're playing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Hook. Odd combination, but... I mean, they're still good. August 12th, do the right thing and get out. August 26th, coming to America and Girls (gasps) Trip. Oh, I don't know what Girls Trip is. I don't know what it is either, but I know coming to America. I'm excited for the first. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So those you will have to reserve tickets for because obviously the parking situation there you know, is mm-hmm. is fairly tight, but we'll leave a link to the blog up to the website where you can make your reservations over at podcastheres.com slash three sixteen if you want to take a look at that. But uh I'm telling you, man, these drive ins, they just seem to be popping up. Like people are starting to come up with these little tiny festivals like this one that Michael B. Jordan is doing. Uh, I I think it's good. I think it's something that we definitely yeah. need. The movie going experience is something that uh, I don't know. I We talked about this, that if AMC doesn't survive this whole thing, right? Let's say they do go away, that I feel there's going to be a place for, like, the, the more niche places, like the 4D theaters or the ones where you can have mm-hmm. dinner and a movie and they bring you a whole dinner with drinks and everything or... Uh, mm-hmm. They have those really nice cushy recliners where you fall asleep for three hours and then you realize, why did I pay $35 <laughs> to go sleep instead of watching this movie that I'm going to watch for free on <laughs> Disney Plus in four months? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, though. I, I mean, I've been thinking about the movie theater industry a lot because it is probably, aside from Disneyland, it's probably the thing that I miss the most uh, because I really, really enjoy going to see a new movie on the big screen. Uh, I like the whole experience and I like the concession stand. And, you know, it makes me wonder, are all these Walmart parking lots going to have concession stands built or is there going to be any sort of thing like that? Or is that kind of, does that kind of still fly in the face of social distancing? I don't know. You know, I, I, I think that'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I'm glad to hear that there's uh, innovation happening to allow these industries con- to continue because movie making, yeah. that's that's a very American you know thing. You know, it's very like it's part of our culture is 
making and consuming movies. You know, it's one of the things we do. And uh, I definitely miss it. So I'm excited to see what uh, comes of all this. And it'd be great to have a resurgence in the drive-in movie experience for sure. Yeah. As far as uh, your comment about you don't know how they're going to do it, they did mention that in one of the articles. And it looks like uh, as part of the experience and uh, as part of you getting in, they're going to somehow make a note of what you want and they're going to take concessions to your car for you. So it's uh, going to be oh, some okay. predetermined thing and they're just going to bring it to you to minimize the amount of people that are walking up to a concession stand. Um, sure. I'm assuming that the stores might also be open at this time. So depending on the times yeah. that they run it, they, I mean, you could technically run into the Walmart and just grab a bunch of candy or whatever you want and bring it back out to your car and eat it while you're watching the film, right? So uh, mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of variables that are up in the air. Uh, I read a couple of articles on it, and there was very minimal information available at this time because I think they're still trying to plot it out. But it, it's not going to run the entire summer. It's going to run from, like, the middle of August to, like, September or something like that. If I find the exact dates, I'll put them in the blog post for the episode. And if not, uh, we'll just post it on Instagram. We'll throw it up in an IG story or something in, in case you're interested. And I'm hoping that they release a list of all of the parking lots that they're going to convert that way mm -hmm. we can post yeah. it and then if you're interested or you want to go check out a film you want something to do just leave your house you know you have this option available to you and like you said it is you know a very american thing to do it is something that for a long time before uh we started spending 60 dollars on concessions for an eight dollar matinee you know pe <laughs> this is something people used to do a lot you know, and then they went to the sock hop after, or was that before? I don't know. How, what was the order? I don't know. It just, it just seems like something we would watch in The Outsiders or Happy Days or something. I don't know. Dude, my yeah, brain is mush know. from being out in the heat wow. today. Can you tell? A, okay, <laughs> A little. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I think we, we've talked about enough other things. I, I'm so anxious to talk about this with you. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you in part by the generosity of the FGP squad. What is the FGP squad? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The FGP squad is an awesome group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly <laughs> contribution via Patreon. And if you would like more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, you can head over to podcasters.com slash FGP. Uh, the FGP squad has access to additional content, episodes. We are now doing monthly calls with the FGP squad that we're calling FGP Happy Hour. Uh, I believe we're ready to roll with the Discord server so that we can have our own little private chat where we can all communicate with each other and share cool Disney things. Uh, that's going to be going live soon. So, again, if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, podcasters.com slash FGP is the place to go. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Okay. I think it's time to move on. I mean, considering that it was Independence Day yesterday, I think the only appropriate transition for this is raise a glass to freedom, <laughs> something they can never take away. 
I'm pretty sure I mangled that, but I mean, look, it, a transition or a segue, a segui, nonetheless. <laughs> indeed, sir. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Let us talk about Hamilton. Ah, yes. Alexander Hamilton. Ooh. So here, uh, I gotta say that. I mean, I've obviously, obviously, I've been aware of Hamilton for years now since the debut on Broadway. Uh, I remember for a long time uh, when they first came to L.A., you know, there was the whole lottery. Everybody was going nuts about trying to get tickets, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a big thing, right? And, I mean, I, I, I didn't understand why, but I kind of understood why because I've seen uh, many – uh, live shows like this that I just, you know, kind of fell in love with. Like, Wicked was probably the first one that I really, really loved the experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Since then, there's been other ones. But, uh, I mean, Hamilton, I think the reason it didn't appeal to me at first was because in school, I wasn't really into history, right? It wasn't my subject. I'm like, ugh, U.S. history, why? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I remember when the soundtrack became available. I got the soundtrack because I thought, okay, if I'm not going to watch it, I might as well listen to this and see what the whole mm-hmm. thing is about. And I listened to it. Dude, <laughs> so many great songs. That yeah. The one I was mm-hmm. just singing, the story of Tonight is Great, Helpless and Satisfied. What's the what's the other one? In the room where it the happens. The room where it happens is so good. So one good. La- oh, and then who lives, who dies, and who tells the story? Ah, mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> so the entire show is just filled with these magical lyrics and experiences, and it gave me a whole new appreciation for just history in general, right? Because it's a totally yes. different style. It, the way that the characters are portrayed is not that stuffy, curly wig guy person that we're used to seeing in history. Dude! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very unique thing that Lin-Manuel Miranda created. And, you know, you mentioned Wicked. Wicked was probably the the last era's great musical and before that, it was probably Rent, if I had to guess. But like this, Hamilton is this era of musical theaters, like number one phenomenon. Like it is the big hit of this current era that we're in. And, you know, it's 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 something else. If you you know, a lot of people have a hard time if they're fans of musicals making the transition to a musical that has elements of rap and R&B and hip hop in it. Um, Charlie and I being big, big Broadway fans, Charlie, especially like that is her main thing. Uh, we were resistant at first as well. Um, but this musical is undeniable. It, the genius is, you know, it, you can't talk around it. It's just so, so, so good. And having them film it and put it out there for the world to see, because most people on the planet still haven't seen it because it is a very hard ticket to get. It's not cheap. And, you know, if you're not in a city that it toured to or you couldn't travel to New York and pay hundreds of dollars to see it, you know, it, it was a very exclusive thing. But thankfully, 
they were able to work this out to where they could stream it. And I'm so glad because a lot of people are going to get to experience it that didn't before. And it's so worth it. So if you're still on the fence, if you like thinking ah it's not my thing this is nothing like anything you've seen before it, it isn't like it is it's there's something about it that is really really magical and that's gonna make a great segue to me because <laughs> i am that person that doesn't go to musicals okay i am horrible like i'm finally learning a little bit more i have never seen any clips i have not heard any of the music i had no knowledge wow. of what Hamilton was about. Nothing. I live under a rock. <laughs> I do. Or at Disneyland. So <laughs> I, I just didn't know. Now, when I, you know, I heard that it was going to come out and I was like, cool. I'm excited for everyone who's excited because everybody was just talking about it, which is great. You know, okay, cool. It's going to be something awesome. Cool. I put it on and oh my gosh, a lot of people know if there's something new that doesn't catch my attention, I'm gone. This got me watching every single thing, mm -hmm. every act. I laughed at the intermission. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was only a minute. I was like, oh, you're cute, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up watching it again right after. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's Gosh, why well, was in high school like this? Right? Yeah. <laughs> why couldn't we right? learn? Like, I hated history. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same thing. And uh, yeah, that one minute intermission, totally cute because it didn't even give me enough time <laughs> to go to the restroom. So yeah. right? whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> but just the entire. Okay, so look, the cabinet battles were one of the best parts of the entire mm -hmm. production, okay? Oh, yeah. The way that they were mm -hmm. debating, and it just felt... Have you ever seen... What is it? The the, mm -hmm. the Rap Battles yeah. TV show yeah. that they have? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just reminded me of that, and it just... I mean, it's basically what it was. That's why it reminded me of that, but... Yeah. Uh, like there were so many drop the mic moments throughout the entire thing. Yes. There were so many, like, little side comments. Like, my favorite one is... Uh, what do they say? It's we know. Uh, how does the line go? I don't even remember. It's something about we know who's getting the work done. It's the immigrants, and then they like pause and oh, they yeah. look out yes. at the, at the like, audience. Yes. Yeah, it's like, immigrants. Uh -huh. We get the job done. Yeah, and they, they like give I'm each like, other a wink. Yes, yeah. I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the best line ever. Yeah, but there's so many <laughs> memorable moments. The idea of taking history and making it just so relatable to a wider array of people than the common type mm -hmm. of musical is what was most appealing. And that was the weird thing, right? That I I had heard the soundtrack many times before because so many people talked about it. And there's at least four songs from that soundtrack that are on my regular playlist. Not, I mean, mm -hmm. I love pretty nice. much the entire thing, but there's at least four that are in my playlist. And even then, I, I thought to myself... I mean, if I ever get a chance to watch it, I'll watch it. Somehow it came to my attention that we were possibly maybe going to go see it. When the opportunity kind of went away because the lottery just like got obliterated with entries, uh, we thought, okay, you know, maybe the next time or whatever the case is, right? You know, we talked about Wicked. We've seen Wicked like three or four times, right? And then, like you said, the ticket price itself for this 
was way more expensive than it was for Wicked. Way more expensive. Mm -hmm. But look, the way that I thought about it at one point was when I finally started to hear more people talk about it and it gained more traction, I thought to myself, look, years ago when I was really, really hardcore into like magic and I was like really practicing it and, you know, I I was going to become a member of the Magic Castle and the whole 10 yards, right? Mm -hmm. We went to Vegas and at this time Chris Angel was one of the biggest magicians along with David Blaine and he had just gotten a residency at the Luxor like they built an entire mind freak theater and everything and we paid several hundred dollars to watch a piece of garbage show featuring Chris Angel how could I not pay a couple hundred dollars to go watch freaking Hamilton right right so that's how I was justifying it in my head and now that I've had the opportunity to see it, I want to go watch it live. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. want to yeah. go watch it live. I don't care if I've seen the video production of it. The Oh, man, I'm telling you. Like, watching <laughs> Wicked. Look, watching <laughs> Wicked, the energy that's given off by the performers. Like, the, the entire company just they do such a great job. When you're watching Wicked yeah. in person, have you, have you both seen – Oh. Mel, you say you don't do it, but Gav, you've seen uh, Wicked, right? Not live. Oh, okay. No. So there's the part where she's singing Defying Gravity, and so mm-hmm. she like breaks into, So if you care to find me, look to the western skies. And at that point, like the energy in the entire theater is electric, right? <laughs> and you feel it, like you feel those emotions. And I've, I've heard the song, and I just think of how I felt watching it. And there was some mm-hmm. moments in Hamilton watching it through Disney Plus that I had that same emotion. Like, like I got teary-eyed, and I got, like, so emotional watching mm-hmm. things that I know that watching it live is only going to escalate that experience for me. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, theater in whatever form is meant to be seen live, you know? Like, it's great mm-hmm. that they gave us this, but it's not the same as seeing it live um you know a a picture in an art history book is not nowhere close to seeing an actual painting or statue right in front of you like it's a totally different experience it's the same if if you listen to a live album from your favorite band you know way different than actually being at the show and feeling that electricity that you're describing right um you know we actually had tickets to hamilton this summer um, that oh have my gosh! Been refunded, uh, but you know we had like we were we were going crazy this year. We had like four shows we were going to, and Hamilton was one of them. It was going to be both of our first chances to see it live. No. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we, we know we'll get another chance at some point, but uh, yeah. So we were extra glad that they decided to release this, you know, because there was, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Lin Manuel Miranda has been a very uh, stringent um, uh, opponent of you know the bootlegging and the filming of performances to be uploaded in various places, you know because you know he is so much about that art and about mm-hmm. you know you have to see it live. It's it's something that you cannot experience any other way. Um, you know, and like I said before, a very few 
uh, a few people, relatively speaking, get to actually experience all these things live. Like that's that's a treat that not everybody has. If you don't live in New York or a major city that the real tours come to all the time, you don't have that chance all the time, you know? So I'm glad they found a way to compromise and make it available. You know, they they all got paid very well for this the, this to stream. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad that people are going to get to at least see this um, because if you don't get the chance to see it, this is the next best thing. You know, it's better than mm-hmm. just listening to the soundtrack because you get so much more context. There is oh, yeah. so much more value to it. The creativity of the way this was staged, it uses a lot of very classic stagecraft um, and they use a very pretty simple stage mm-hmm. set. But they they utilize it in every way possible. They have turntables on the stage Mm -hmm. and they've used this great, amazing thing that has happened in the last probably like 15 to 20 years in in theater where it's almost like they're pulling ideas out of film special effects and trying to recreate them on stage. So they'll try and do something in slow motion. There's this one scene where a bullet fires out of a gun and a person has... It's like they, they're holding the bullet and they just walk it across yes. the stage, you know? And, yeah. you know, in that song, In the Eye of the Hurricane, and everybody's got a prop and they're all just walking around slowly while he's in the center, you know, creating these slow motion effects are just so mm-hmm. powerful when you see them that you don't get it if you just listen to the track, right? Right. So, yeah, seeing it is a different level. Seeing it live is a level on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, and... You know, to add to that, I feel that it is one of those things that you want to watch multiple times because I feel mm-hmm. that every time you watch it, you're going to see something new, right? Just like yep. the, all the <laughs> transitions, how they transition from one scene to the next and how they use the lighting and how they use uh, something simple as handing off a letter or handing off a document Mm -hmm. to transition from one place to another. And (laughs) it's just so well done. It's so creative. Just the way that everything is just smooth. Yes. Blew my mind. I mean, there wasn't like a, a, a pause or you were, you, you kind of saw that there was another scene. This was just like, boom, boom, boom. So good. I mean, just so seamless. And, yeah. yeah, I may watch it again three, four more times, oh, five. Course. I don't know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I hope it 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 helps bring more musicals to, uh, you know, either theaters or streaming or whatever. You know, they did this with Rent as well. Uh, they did a filmed version of it on stage that they released. And of course, that went on 10 years later and they made a film, an actual movie of it as well. Um and I'm hoping that happens more now. You know, this is a very influential musical. Lin-Manuel Miranda is hugely influential in that world. And I'm hoping he has, you know, more impact on bringing more of this to uh, venues like Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You know, his, his other musical, In the Heights, which is fan-freaking-tastic. If you've never seen that one, I actually like it better than Hamilton. Hamilton, I understand why it's a more influential, popular musical, but I personally like In the Heights better. Um, That was supposed to be released in movie theaters uh, this summer as well. Um, And it's been pushed back to next summer. The guy who plays Hamilton's son 
in mm-hmm. um, the this version of Hamilton that's on streaming. Mm-hmm. It plays his character Usnavi in the film version of uh, In the Heights. Oh, interesting. And ah. yeah, it's um, what's In the Heights about? It's basically his autobiography. Autobiography. Oh, cool. Um, about um, growing up in Washington Heights in New York as a Puerto Rican immigrant. And it's Ooh. about this Puerto Rican neighborhood in Washington Heights. And it's like full of all kinds of fantastic music. And it's all on the streets. And so a lot of the same cast is in it. So, like Christopher Jackson, the guy that played George Washington, he's one of the other main characters. He plays this this guy named Benny who runs the, the taxi company that's in that neighborhood. So he coordinates all the taxis that are out on the road. Okay. Um, man, it's fan freaking tastic. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I, I hugely recommend uh checking that out as well and then when it comes out in theaters next year definitely seeing that nice well i mean i don't think i've ever been into musical theater as much as you are i mean i appreciate it for what it is you know i helped with a couple of them when i was in college but Mm -hmm. it wasn't you know something that i actively pursued and i don't know i this just took it to a whole new level like if all learning especially u.s history was like this for me since high school i would have had so much more of an appreciation for it. not just for for musicals but for history totally. altogether yeah uh and yeah i love the fact that it's just based on a historical character that we don't always hear a huge amount about you know which mm-hmm. which obviously yeah. was the point of this entire production but the way that they told the story the way that they integrated like his wife and how he wrote about the things that happened and brought them to where they were. And um, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, anybody that's seen it, of course, is thinking, uh, yeah, duh, dude. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You know, we've been preaching this for years now. That's hilarious. I, I don't know. I'm kind of mad at myself almost for not making more of an effort to watch it before. Because when the tickets and, and the lottery and everything became available and the opportunity came up, I was kind of lax about it. I thought, yeah, I mean, if I get it, I get it. And if I don't, I don't, right? But now I'm kind of angry at myself for not making more of an effort. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, so I I find it interesting how, um, you know, composers and songwriters – uh, often have like a signature kind of sound. And I think that Lin-Manuel Miranda definitely has a sound. And so mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I was already familiar with In the Heights and Hamilton by the time that Moana came out. And to me, Moana is a straight up Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. Like I, oh, everything, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> half the cast of Hamilton sings in the movie Moana. I don't know if you know that or not. I but didn't. All, like, no, like half I of them didn't. are in there. Yeah. Like the, uh, I didn't know The um, Rock was in Hamilton. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Christopher Jackson's in it. I think Leslie Odom Jr.'s in it. Like there's a bunch of them that wow. are in it. Yeah. But the, the, his melodic style is very like it's signature. Like if you hear a Danny Elfman song, you know, it's a Danny uh-huh. Elfman song, right? Same with Lin-Manuel, like everything he does, it's like, Oh, that's a Miranda song right there. Yeah. Uh, I like his style. I like it a lot. And I, I, uh, 
really want to hear what else he he gives us because so far he's given us two Broadway musicals, both of which won the Tony for best musicals. So That's awesome. he's kind of yeah, he's like King Midas. He just touches something and it turns to gold. Nice. Wow. I remember that the moment that he was mentioned to be on board for Moana and everyone was excited. Oh, yeah. I had no clue. And I was like, you know what? Cool. This means we're going to be good mm-hmm. one way or another. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I do. I love it. But now I see the lights. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I do. FYI, I, I've mentioned him a couple of times, but um, probably my top man crush right now in the world is Christopher Jackson. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right about his song style. He has this cadence to the things that he says that... I don't know. In my ear, I mean, I'm not classically trained. I'm not a musician or anything, but I do listen to a lot of music. And I feel that Lin-Manuel Miranda breaks a lot of musical rules as he's singing Mm. and as he's writing and composing music because there's, I I believe the term is arpeggio, but it's the way that something scales up and down. It's kind of the flow of something. If that's not the Mm -hmm. term, I'm sorry, musicians, please tell me in the comments what it is, but there's a flow to how things happen, right? So you expect a high and a low, and sometimes it comes Mm -hmm. in waves, but Lin-Manuel Miranda will all of a sudden be doing that, and then he drops, and then he does these things where they just don't sound like they're normal, and and there's this up and down and ebb and flow (laughs) to it that I'm just thinking like, that shouldn't sound right, but it does. Why does it not break Mm -hmm. my brain to hear this? You know, obviously (laughs) I notice it, but it doesn't anger me the way that other songs that try to do the same thing anger me because I'm expecting the flow to go Mm -hmm. a certain way. I'm just like, (laughs) why would you do that? You know, and he, he doesn't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining it properly, but I know what you mean. (laughs) It's just, it's, he's, He's got a different route to getting to the, you know, to the melody than a lot of people do. You know, it's like a lot of songs you can hear and, you know, by the second verse, you you know the melody, like, you know where it's going and all that. With him, sometimes he takes a left turn. You're like, wait, I was not expecting that to be. Yeah. There. So, yeah, I get yeah. that. It makes sense. But I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I don't know if you know this about him, but he's not like a classically trained musician or singer or anything, is he? I don't believe so. No. Okay. Because listening to to the soundtrack and listening to this production, putting faces to all of the parts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is a difference in his performance, which seems absolutely raw and pure and almost like him telling the story as if he is this person versus the classically trained, you know, singers that are part of the company. That is a very, very nice politically stated um, explanation of the fact that Lin-Manuel Miranda is a terrible singer. (laughs) Uh, He's not good. Um, The only thing that can be criticized about his musicals is that he stars in them. Uh, He, now, as an actor, I appreciate him. He's very emotional. His stories are very personal. He, you know, In the Heights is, is his story, basically. And he actually finds a lot of personal similarities between him and Alexander Hamilton as well. So it's almost like a reprise of his story through American history as well. So he, he takes it very, very personally, and that comes out on stage. And I can appreciate that uh, from an actor. Uh, it's tough when you're doing musical theater because you also have to be a performer on several other levels. He is passable when dancing the choreography. 
but s- a singer he ain't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I I like the songs that he sings, but I don't feel like I'll be missing out if I don't see him as that character because, you know, I, I would really like to have a really good vocal performer in that role because, yeah, the people around him are just so good. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., the guy that plays Burr, is a freaking monster of talent. His singing, his dancing, his act, he is everything. Like, he is, to me, he's the real talent in that cast as far as performance goes. He is phenomenally good. And he is classic, like, Broadway, like, he ticks all the Broadway boxes. And, you know, he is just very, very good. I think several of the girls are really good. I love Renee Elise Goldsberry, who plays um, um, Angelica Schuyler. She's really good. Obviously, I'm in love with Christopher Jackson. David Diggs, I mean, he's a rapper who never did a musical in his life, who just wanted to get in on this and basically learned how to sing. And he does harmonies really well. And obviously, he raps like a... Uh, something something and uh (laughs) you know he's just he's really talented too so it's weird when you've got the genius who created all this who's who's also in it but isn't as strong of a performer it's really weird to me but you know there is sort of a a magnetic element about him and his personality and his stage presence and exuberance that you know it kind of makes up for that for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It is going to be interesting. I feel that by the time that I do have an opportunity to see this live, obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda will not be, you know, playing the part of Hamilton. So I I don't know if it's going to take away from the production for me, because I feel that a lot of that really adds to the rawness of the entire production. Like, it really feels like it's an autobiography being told by somebody Mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of doesn't belong, which really is what Hamilton is about, right? Like, he doesn't belong. Mm -hmm. And so, in a way, it kind of fits what the entire production is about. But, yeah, um, compared to the other – like, David Diggs – when he first came out, it was great. But then when they introduce him as uh, Jefferson, like the pop Jefferson. that he gets, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. dude, yeah. so good. <laughs> so good, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. And you know, you know who we haven't even mentioned yet? King George, oh, Jonathan Groff. King George, yeah. So So good. I love his performance. It's a perfect juxtaposition and the beautiful encapsulation of England versus America at the time. Just this kind of pioneer nation. Uh, It's genius, man. Everything about it is so smart. (laughs) Uh, I guess what we're trying to tell you is if you haven't watched Hamilton, go watch it. Yeah, get on board. It's it's absolutely magnificent. Uh, Like Gavin said, it's great that they were able to actually put this production together and, you know, Disney Plus is now distributing it because there's a lot of people around the world that may never get an opportunity to see it live. And so this is kind of the next best thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're like me and now you have the bug to watch this live, then, yeah, I'm so excited to when they get a chance <laughs> to watch this live. Uh, it does make me want to see more, though. I mean, if we could get, like, 
a Frozen slash Frozen 2 musical. I know most of you are groaning, but <laughs> damn it, that would be so good. Sorry. Especially yeah. if we could get a Dina Menzel back in there. I oh. mean, come on now. Ah. Okay. I just I, I could ah. do that. <laughs> I know some of I'm telling you, I know some of you are groaning, but man, that would just be such a great production. Uh maybe they can take some of the stuff from the Hyperion. Like everybody says that they're missing the Aladdin production from the Hyperion. Maybe mm-hmm. Disney puts one together or maybe they filmed it and we don't know and maybe that comes to Disney Plus. You know, and that way we still have an old production of it. Or I don't know. Yeah. I just I see so much potential in this. Obviously, mm-hmm. the theater going experience to watch these things live is never going to equate watching it. Or I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Watching it on TV is never going to equate the theater going experience. But I, if you don't have the opportunity to go, this this is it. Like this is how you're going to experience it. Put mm-hmm. on some headphones. Like I. Uh, I, I'm just going to keep babbling because it's so good. I almost want to watch <laughs> it again after we're done. I, you know what? I'm, I am going to watch it again once we're done. That's a Do meeting it. adjourned. Hey. <laughs> 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 and, awesome. and just to comment on what you said earlier, I don't blame him for putting himself in his productions because, quite frankly, if I wrote a musical, I'd make myself star in it too. Yeah. I, I think at a certain point he made – not be able to you know if he keeps writing until he's you know an old man uh, i don't know that he can unless he's writing older characters i don't know oh maybe yeah it it is interesting you know most of the great creators of musicals were not in their productions you know and uh so he he's just a unique character in the pantheon of theater performance musical theater like all of this you know like it almost harkens back to like Beethoven, you know, he would be the pianist for the orchestra that would play his pieces, you know, but it's, that's a rare case, you know, like in today's world, you know, John Williams doesn't get on the freaking violin and play, you know, he just conducts, you know, you know what he could, he probably could could. if he wanted to, (laughs) (laughs) he probably could. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up us gushing about Hamilton. (laughs) Uh, I guess we'll leave you with this. What is your favorite song from Hamilton? Join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Let us know in the comments section. Uh, I can't choose. Uh, It's easy for me. It's the room where it happens. That that to me is like, it's the crux of what becomes the catalyst for the whole story. It's Aaron Burr in Hamilton's shadow and realizing that this guy is always in my way. He always gets what I want and I can never catch up with him because he's always working harder than me and better than me and faster than me. He's a hustler and I just, I can't beat him. And then that's what leads to the conclusion of the movie. And I, that, and that song, that jazzy, like new Orleans style, song the banjo jazz that's happening and the choreography and just the drama of it and that historical moment where that major decision happened with only those three guys in the room it's just ah the drama it's so good yeah having that song in the production and the accompaniment of the world was white enough Mm -hmm. just 
really round out the entire thing really perfectly. Yeah. Uh, ironically, neither one of those two I would consider my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because the way that I feel about things. But if I had to select my favorite, it would probably be between the story of tonight and mm. who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And if yeah. I had to veer towards one of the two, it would probably be who lives. Yeah. Like that one of the two is probably my favorite from the entire production. I mean, because regardless of who you are, that's what we all succumb to, right? Like your mm -hmm. legacy, what you leave behind, the impact that you make on people's lives, whether positive or negative, is how people remember you. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you did something positive with your life where people have some kind of positive thing to say about you. And I, I like especially in the last year, year and a half that we've really ramped up the stuff that we started to do with Team Boat Willie before we were confined to the four walls of our houses. I felt like that was one of the things I wanted to do. Right. I really wanted to make sure that we could make a positive impact, that we could do something that somehow brought a smile to somebody's face. And, you know, we talk about this off air all the time, you know, and mm -hmm. I, that's probably why I connect with that song a little bit more and why I feel it's my favorite one from the entire production. But anyway, that's the question we're going to leave you with. Let us know what your favorite song from Hamilton is. Oh, Mel, what's your favorite song? I still need to watch and determine that there's <laughs> that's fair. because I'm such a newbie. Oh yeah, yeah. that's fair. I, yeah. I still have to like process everything, yeah. but I just don't have a bad song. I could say that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, good. It's good. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. So join the conversation. Let us know. And until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye. Major look.